Welcome to the podcast of Shalom Live Stories. I'm Rob Caldor and I'm with Deb Meyer, Program Manager at Shalom. Hi Rob. I'm very excited by this special podcast featuring some fantastic storytellers from our sold-out events of 2017. We hear from neuropsychiatry registrar Joseph McDonald, a recipient of the Shalom Gamarada Indigenous Scholarship. Joseph talks about his action-packed fishing adventure. Let's have a listen. Yes, so, um, my name's Joe and I'm from Newcastle. Uh, my story starts about 60,000 years ago, but in the interest of time, we'll bring it back to when I was a child. So I grew up in Newcastle, I'm a crew man from the area. And when I was growing up, it was a very hard economic time in Newcastle. The primary industry had started to leave Australia. And so as a child, I remember high rates of unemployment. And so it raised a big problem for people in the community who had been working in those industries for their entire lives. And that was, how do you survive when you have no money? It's not a particularly new problem, um, but it probably brings me here to talk about what our soul food is, and that is the fish. So a lot of what I remember is, particularly being in a tight-knit community, often people would come over to play my mates who didn't make me eight. And no matter what, they'd always let a fish. My dad would be like, oi, you know, so-and-so. Before you go, stay good at your old man for me. Here's some fish for you. And he'd go home and, you know, that's part of bonding. I think that's part of being community, is helping each other out. But also, it really helped us connect with our family. I have no memory of my grandfather who died when I was very young. But I do know that after a few beers, my dad would tell the same story, and that was he caught an absolute stonker of a flathead, an absolute huge flathead. And he can even show me this what he goes, that's where the flathead was, near the breakwater. He said he took it home, it was bigger than the dining room table. So then follows on with another story, my sister caught a stingray. Now you can eat stingray, it's not pleasant, but you cut the flaps off, soak it in vinegar. And he said, oh, you know, maybe, Maybe, you know, granddad would be proud of my sister for catching the stingray. It's no mean feet, it's like dragging a parachute through the water, I can tell you. Um, and so my sister came home and apparently said to my granddad, look at this, and my granddad said, just get that shit out of here. I don't want that stuff in the house, and all the stingray, that stuff's garbage. So fishing was a big part of our lives, and our weapon of choice was the beach rod. So this isn't having a plonk over a boat. These things are like three, four metre rods. They're very heavy. You cast them like a catapult with huge hooks and sinkers over your head like that. So we're talking about a rod that as a child might be three times longer than you. It was a good way of keeping fit. It was a good way of socialising and getting outside. So fast forward um, to going to uni, um, which fortunately I left a, a while ago. But um, I moved uh, overseas to the eastern suburbs, which felt like a different country at the time. <laughs> and there wasn't really anywhere to fish. And the other way I sort of kept fit was spearfishing, and you can't really do that either uh, for lots of reasons. So I went to the gym, but I mean, no one really likes a gym um, that I've met, so you just, you just sting for a fish. That's all you want to do. So I, was, I said to my mate, all right, I need, I need to get out. We need to go fishing. So he said, all right, we'll go fishing. So we did this impromptu trip up to a place called Hawks Nest. Now, Hawks Nest is about three hours north of here, maybe a bit longer, and we went a bit further than that. We're on a beach. That's as far as the eye can see. It's just golden sand. 
just with clean water, islands on the horizon. It's absolute paradise. So <clears throat> we don't really have much on us. We don't really even have shoes. So we just turned up there and we cast a few fish. And my mate is just having an absolute pearl of a session. No matter how much science has advanced, I still cannot explain why some people just have the session of their lives. There's just there's some confluence of unknown factors that just lead to this. And it's a very mindful experience because while we're doing that, I'm shutting down my eyes, I'm shutting down my ears, I'm looking for a particular smell. It's the smell of oil in salt. You've probably all smelt it and you, a majority of you probably never noticed it. It's the smell of tuna. Their oil is rubbing off. The air picks it up. It becomes part of the salt. And if you put yourself in tune, you'll be able to smell it. My mate is scanning the coastline. He's looking for birds. He's listening for birds. Because birds will lead you to where the bait is. I'm also looking for the waves. I'm looking for the energy to be lost at a certain point in the wave. And that's where I know there's a hole. And that's where the fish will hide. And that's what we're looking for. We're walking kilometers. We're trying to find the exact perfect conditions. And he's catching this fish. And because he's catching fish, my job is to now cut their throats, gut them, get them ready to eat. And all of a sudden, I hear the ratchet come on. So the reel just goes, and I'm thinking, oh my god. So he picks it up, and I'm, I'm thinking, where are you going to be in the paper? Where are you going to be in the paper? If you land this, I don't know what this is. It's going, and you can smell that smell. It's um, like a train station on a hot day where you've got metal against metal, two forces of metal. So the reel is melting. It's just zooming out. Jeez. And night comes over. There's no streetlights. I can't see. All I can see is stars and a little silhouette. And I can hear whimpering. And I'm thinking, jeez, this reel's going so I thought, oh, I've got to give him some help. So I pull on his shorts and I'm pulling them. So there's now 190 kilos of pure Newcastle pulling against this fish, and we can't stop it. It's just zooming out. I rip these board shorts, they're gone. So I'm like, oh, we're going to we're gonna have to do something else. So I get between him and the ocean, I'm pushing against the rod, I'm pushing as hard as I can. Things just zooming. I touch the line. It burns my hand, that's how hot it's running. Anyway, I look at this, where I'm looking at the coast of the this isn't, this isn't going to work. Are we hooked onto a submarine? Like, what are we hooked onto? Anyway, we see this massive thing jump out of the water. I don't know what it was. It's sort of on the border of vision and illusion. It's so dark. And I'm thinking, do I imagine that? It's like, no, nah, it was definitely four metres. And then you hear the sound that a fisherman hears in their nightmares, they hear it in the wind. It's the sound of snap. You run out of line and it snaps you off and it's gone. So, um, you know, the story that I've told you, we've told every time we've come together in different versions. The fish gets bigger. I've even heard other people tell the story to other people with me there, not knowing that it was me in the story. <laughs> and that's something that will have forever, you see. We, statistically, we are likely to die much sooner than a lot of other people. But those stories live on forever, and that's why our food is our bond.
So Deb, how do we find out about what's going on at Shalom? Very simply, best to head to the Shalom website, which is www.shalom.edu.au. All our events, our comedy events, our Sydney Writers Festival events, our Lingwood Oz events, entrepreneurs, uh, professional women's forums, so many different events that we have running. So that's www.shalom.edu.au.